I should shorten this intro thing because, like, the time it takes me to hit record and get to the chair is like way shorter than the time it takes for music to die down and then we just have to sit here. What's up, guys? This is the Keep Busy Waste Time podcast. Uh, wow, I said that really weird. This is the Keep Busy Waste Time podcast. I should say it right. It's my own show. <laughs> Episode 14. And I'm sitting here with uh, Jessica Newby from Casket, the vocalist <laughs> of Casket, uh, and the guitarist of Casket, Hunter. He's sitting in off to the side, <laughs> hanging out. Uh, what is up? We've been hanging out for a minute, so we're going to act like... We just started hanging out. Yeah, How are you doing? Are. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. We just went to that coffee shop. That was cool. Yeah, District House is pretty tight. It's connected to, like we were saying when we were there, like it's connected to, uh, what was the venue? The Parish. The Parish. Um, uh, and like Sea Haven played there, like all, my old, all of our old bands all played there like <laughs> all the time. Uh, so it's weird that it's like half coffee shop now. And I don't know what they do on the other side. I've never been to the other half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I just figured we'd jump into it. I kind of gave you a heads up. I just, I got your name from Maddie. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend, Maddie, met you through Slam Poetry. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to jump into that. And like, it's really, I think it's cool that you write. <laughs> thank you i love talking to writers thank and i wanted to know like when how how did you get started writing like how long have you been writing i've been writing for for a really long time um for about like seven or eight years um that's without performing just yeah. like started writing like have you always just written poetry or like um yeah i've never write? i've never been a story writer i can't yeah. write short stories i'm not very like i'm not good at that i can write like blogs and stuff but like uh yeah, as far as poetry goes, I started writing when I was really young because I had one of my close friends pass away in a car wreck. And I guess it was oh. like the one coping mechanism that I really just wanted wanted to use at the time because I'm not much of a talker. I don't really confide yeah. in a lot of people, you know. So uh, it's kind of what I used and it's just, it's always helped me. So, so. how old were you when that happened? I was probably about 15, yes. God, like, I can't imagine being 15 and having like, 15 year old shit going on like yeah. already yeah. Yeah. i'm really shit like being a 15 year old <laughs> yeah that's awful i'm really like thank you for telling me that like i'm really no sorry doubt. that yeah. happened no it's it's fine it's just you know we all have the ways that we started mm -hmm. something and some of them just are a little more have a little more trial than others do yeah so, so is that what did you get started with the intent of doing slam poetry or were you just oh. <laughs> like writing to yourself? Or? Yeah, no, not at all. I guess it was more of, like I said, a coping mechanism, like a release for everything bottled up inside of me that I couldn't really talk about with other people. Yeah. And I just, I wanted to get it out of me like somehow. So I just kind of went with writing. And then later on, I started like watching Def Jam poetry videos and like uh, different stuff whenever I was younger. And uh then in high school, I did some stuff that involved like Louder Than a Bomb, which is a huge youth poetry slam in Chicago. And I traveled there. I did some stuff there. And I did like classical poetry recitation, which is like... How uh, old were you at this time? I was probably about like, when I started slamming, probably about like 16. Yes. Yeah, so okay. It's been a while. But whenever I started, though, I never really, like I said, started with the intent to like become a slam poet or, you know, d like perform on the daily 
but mm. later on in life, like here I am, and I'm performing as often as I can because it's the best release, and I yeah. recommend it to anyone who likes writing, whether or not you think you're a good fucking performer. Yeah. Like, you know, do what you do because you love the way you write, and, you know, everyone perceives it differently. But that doesn't have to define your writing, you know. Yeah. Do you still do slam? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, Where do you perform? Like, I like. I, you can plug shows on here. Like I yell at my friends for doing plugs on the show, but like, <laughs> mostly uh, I've done open mics at Sawest. I've done. Uh, I used to do the OU Write Club poetry slams. That's how I met Madison. Been but there, uh, yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Uh, Jamison Riggs. He actually told me about that. He's one of my friends. Yeah. And, He's done spoken word stuff for a while, too, and we've performed together. We did a neo-romantic show, uh, and that was at Dope Chapel. And then, you know, I, I did all the stuff for OU Write Club, and that was really, really yeah. cool. And just, like, getting a chance to do, like, spoken word and not being judged for it, and then them also having, like, the slam contests, mm -hmm. that was really cool. Because, like, you know, uh, I like the competition. I like being competitive to a point. I don't know. I think the competition of it, like, I think it's really cool. Uh, and I'm just a fucking asshole with an opinion, <laughs> but like turning it into a competition always like really seems weird to me. I don't know. It seems to bring out like a weird, we were kind of touching on this earlier. Like it seems to bring out like a weird side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I'm super sorry. Do you mind like not rolling? I didn't realize <laughs> that it would pick up in this thing or else I would have said something. No, but uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh gosh uh, but jameson like uh i me and maddie and jameson uh and maddie's friend Brittany, we went to uh the wichita's um hiking uh and we spent literally like the minute we got out of the car and started like walking through the woods, like me and Jameson started talking about Fallout and didn't stop until like left. <laughs> and like it was like a five hour conversation about like his melee yeah. character. He got me into playing a melee character on Fallout. Uh, it's really intense. It's it's uncomfortable almost to like attack people with a knife in a game. <laughs> like you have to get up close. Yeah, and he got me into doing it. It's it's a really interesting way. So Jameson's cool as fuck. He is, Jameson's he's a cool like, guy. Jameson's cool. Oh dude. god, he's a great poet too. Like yeah. the stuff he's written. Like his... I haven't. I don't think I've seen him perform actually. Oh yeah, like definitely. If you ever go, I, I'm pretty sure he's still doing the oh, you mm -hmm. write club stuff. I haven't gone in like about either. a year now. So. Oh, I haven't been in a couple months. Yeah. Like, so... since last semester. Oh yeah, it's been a while for yeah. me. But yeah, he's super. So good. you do sauce or write club? Like, is there? Um, that's probably like about it. I perform at hardcore shows, like mm -hmm. whenever, you know, I can get the promoter to like yeah. put me on, but no, as often as I can, like mostly that. And then if there's like little get togethers with my friends and stuff, yeah. like we slam and that's just for fun. And Are stuff. people like receptive at hardcore shows whenever you do slam? Um, I believe so. Absolutely. I mean, most people, whenever they hear my stuff, a lot of people come up to me after and like talk about my stuff. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't really think about the Syrian refugee crisis, you know, like I did until you know, you spoke and said what you had to say about mm -hmm. it. Like, it really helped the way I see things. And, you know, like, just getting getting my point across, I guess, is really cool. Yeah. And just getting a chance to do that, I think they're completely receptive, you know, coming up to me, talking about it, like, giving me respect, yeah. clapping, support, you know. As someone who's not really, like, involved with either community, to me, I see, like, similar... 
uh, motivations for doing both of those like art forms, like spoken word and hardcore, to me seems like a lot about just like expressing just really raw emotions and uh, being unapologetic about it. They're Absolutely. both just like very powerful. Like this is how I feel. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Art, art forms. So exactly. I can definitely see them yeah. being into it. And I mean like screamo like ah, fuck I saw an old person screamo uh well okay what what should i call hardcore vocalists hardcore vocalists Just or do they have vocalist. like you can't can you call them a screamer is that <laughs> is that mean, not a thing whatever you want like dude yeah, you just say whatever singer too. singer yeah. singer i've been called screamer. screamer like i've been called singer like vocal. i used to like, be like i used to do screaming so it's not like it's, yeah i didn't know what to say then i didn't like saying screaming because i didn't want to say like, yeah, I'm a screamer <laughs> I'm a screamer in my screamer. band <laughs> uh but hardcore vocals just there hardcore vocals are a lot like doing spoken word in the first place because it's like it's more of a rhythmic thing than a melodic thing in the first place uh for the most part i'm sure there's exceptions i don't really yeah, I mean, like, it, like there are some similarities, and especially, like, whenever I read some of my stuff that has a lot more flow to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, slam poetry was, like, derived from hip-hop. I mean, it started in Chicago at the Get Me High Lounge with Mark Smith. I mean, he's, like, the like the real, like, I guess the one who started the poetry slam, and that was just super cool. And, like, it went from having that rhythm, having that flow, and just, like, I don't know, like, just like hip-hop, but, like, more pursuing how you feel in a dramatic manner so it's like more like acting you know what mm -hmm. i mean and so like just getting what you have to say you're talking about issues in society things that piss you off things that people aren't listening to but you like they need to fucking yeah. hear you know what i mean and so uh that's it's just, like a soapbox it's like yeah. it's like everyone in this room has like an obligation to be really fucking quiet while i say this so <laughs> i'm gonna say it and you can feel how you want to feel about it, but everyone has to listen to me right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's that's just the coolest part about it. And so, like, especially with slam poetry and hardcore music, I mean, it's all about just, like, issues that piss you off that you want people to listen to. Yeah. They're not listening, you know, make them listen. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a, that motivation, I think, is a lot different than the motivation I felt to to play music. I think it's really interesting to think about, like, the different reasons people like perform music because uh like i have never come at it like these are things that no one's listening to me about or like these are things that i'm angry about i've never really been someone to write about what i'm angry about it's yeah. always like ah fuck i'm gonna sound like a <laughs> it's always been about like sad stuff like i like emo like sounding lyrics and like i think it's interesting like how people kind of gravitate to different emotions in songs because like a lot of people are just into happy music they listen to like yeah. happy pop music and that's their thing a lot of people are into like weird horror death metal <laughs> which is f fucking fine like yeah. i got nothing to say about anyone's music taste but uh a lot of people are into like angry like issues based stuff and a lot of people are into like sad like, bleh, like <laughs> crybaby stuff and i think it's i think it's interesting to think about and like how that comes through in the art form and how that's expressed in the art form 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And like when it comes to like hardcore music and like how it is expressed is actually one of my favorite genres just because of how it is when you go to a show, like the atmosphere, the music, just the way that they play. You can just tell there's so much emotion. And I'm not saying that there's not that in other music forms, you know, other genres. It's just for me, that's the one genre I could go to a show and feel what they were doing by watching them play yeah. and like dancing and like getting a sense of how I felt to the music. Like it moved me. Yeah. And, and that's... I don't know, it's just something that I never really, besides folk music, yeah. I'm a huge fan of folk music. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, like, besides that, those are the two that I guess I just really connect with. No, I could definitely, like, I, the the emotions that are coming out in, like, a slam, sorry, the emotions that are coming out in, like, a slam, uh, I don't know, show, slam show, is that, is that? <laughs> the right term Uh, you can just say a slam slam i'm i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) but like the emotions that are coming out in a slam uh are definitely like a lot more like uh vibrant they're a lot more like raw and there and like uh palpable like you can feel them in the air uh and i like very very rarely get that at other shows uh i the only like a show that really sticks out for me and it's ties in perfectly is like i saw Sabretooth do the or the tooth do their uh um do their cd release for sheol at uh frontline oh in gosh downtown. that album is so and good. i'd seen him perform it before i'd heard the album before like it like i've been following him for a long time and like i was just watching from the back i've never been like a mosher yeah i love watching uh, Sabretooth perform so it's like I'm watching from the back and I'm seeing like so many fucking kids like absolutely trash <laughs> yeah. this church it was <laughs> crazy and like Sabretooth alone just like the emotions that I get off of Josh oh. seriously like, like that's the closest I can think of to like the feeling in the air at a slam as at a slam uh, did you? I do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. As far as like that band goes, uh, the tooth is dope. I mean, like every time I've read all of Josh's lyrics, and I think it's so cool because he's the one lyricist, in my opinion, in the music scene. Like as far as hardcore goes, that I've really just felt something different from those lyrics than anyone else. I yeah. mean, they're just so introspective and like getting a chance to like see inside someone like knowing that's how you feel to a point, you know, like that someone else gets that, you know, yeah. and just putting out that emotion is so dope. And every show when I've seen them, they all have so much emotion when they play and all their stage presence is crazy, especially Josh. That's yeah. just, that's nuts. But Josh doesn't hold shit back. Josh opens up. I wish I could have that. My stage presence. I'm just uh, so like my anxiety hits so hard. It's so, so hard. No, that's why I played guitar in bands. Like one, one of my bands, I was a standalone vocalist and I literally just, stood in one spot (laughs) and i I kind of like at a point tried to like jump up and down but i swear to god i just could not get my feet to leave i was just like no i'm just gonna bounce Uh, so i was like i just gotta play guitar like i can't do this i did like a uh i did like a standalone set or one song and someone else's set and it was the most uncomfortable i've ever played like i could not i don't know if i could do uh, it's so scary no, like can't. you can't be up there without your shield seriously like <laughs> yeah absolutely uh you kind of wanted to bring up uh i think it's no one's no one's done this yet and i think it's uh really like 
instead of like playing it off and like just acting like it's just a regular thing I wanted to talk about it like I think it's really sweet of you to like want to plug what was the band that you were telling me about martial law martial law <laughs> like I think that's a really like that's something I don't get from other people especially but like that's something that I don't get out of other communities from the hardcore community i think the hardcore community is really interesting because it like really supports itself and supports each other oh, yeah. why uh, we didn't talk about it because i was like all right i don't want to hear about it i want to hear about it on the show. <laughs> like why how uh why did you want to uh me to direct traffic their direction okay well martial law like when it comes to them as people before even as musicians like just getting to know them as people they're some of the most solid dudes who support everyone in the oklahoma hardcore scene as well as like the texas scene it's crazy how supportive they are for everyone like they they're from turkey and they used to be in like a metalcore band like Keaton are they like Tyler. are they like from turkey like immigrated um, I, I'm not sure exactly. Um, I, I, With Turkish roots. Yeah. Not that it like matters. Like I just know I just they have lots cool. of Turkish roots, and yeah. I know that they they moved here, which is crazy. And like them starting martial law, like how how crazy good they were, even for their first show. Like my friend Morgan booked, you know, one of their first shows, and like hearing them, they had so much potential even then. And then hearing them as musicians now, how like talented they are, and how like open they are to everyone. They don't give a fuck who you are, what you like, what you do. They just care about, you know, whether or not you're a good person, you know, and that's what it's all about. Like who, who can judge someone else for what they do outside and like their own personal life? You know what I mean? That's like, that's what they need to do. As long as you're nice to them, they're like, they get you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, as far as music, they had me do a guest vocal spot on one of their songs, which was one of the kindest things. And like Casket was just starting out and like, they were like, yeah, like we want you to hop on a track. Like Keaton got me all like stoked on it and like. Yeah, it was the coolest experience just getting to hang out with them and like record. And then now I go see them in Texas all the time. Mm -hmm. And like they come to OKC shows, you know, like they're just some of the most supportive guys. And I think people in our music scene should really support them and like check them out because they deserve it, honestly. Martial law. Martial okay. law. Uh, here, what else do I have written down here? Oh, religion. Let's talk about religion. I love talking about religion. <laughs> do you? Ooh. No, no, I love like I'm. I love talking about religion. Do you believe in God? Yes. Wait, do you believe in Christian God? Um, not necessarily. Tell me, give me, give me the rundown. Well, like, like, <laughs> like, give me the rundown. Okay. Well, whenever I was really young, uh, my mom was a Sunday school teacher in California, and she she taught. She was Jehovah's Witness as well. I mean, she taught at a Pentecostal church. She taught at a Baptist church. I mean, my mom's been through almost every religion. Mm -hmm. When I say that, I really mean that. Like, she's experienced like so many crazy things through religion, and she hasn't just you know stuck to the traditional. She's dabbled in a little bit of like um, you know Buddhism and just like meditation and trying out different things. You know, so to me that was always really really cool. But she always told me like you know there was something there's something higher than us 
And you know, if you respect that and you kind of just put your faith in that, there is a chance that you can be let down, but there is that chance, you know, that you have a stronger support system for your mental health. You know, she's like, just think about it. You know, you're gonna have something to look forward to after death. You're gonna have someone who supports you no matter what it's like. You know, it's like an invisible parent, I guess, is like how she put it. And like being grown up like that, people are like, oh, that's brainwashed. You know, your parents are brainwashing you. You're like, you're a little kid. She's telling you this, but you know, like it always stuck with me because even as I've gotten older and developed my own opinions about it, I mean, I've just always kind of stuck with that because it just always seemed like it made the most sense to me, even now. So, so would you call yourself more spiritual or do you like, do you have, like, what religion would you say you are? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily peg it on any religion. So I okay. guess you could say spiritual, but I know that there's something higher than me. And whether that be, you know, God, uh, Christianity, like Jehovah, like whoever, whatever God you want to classify mm. it as. I just feel like there is something higher than me, and it's it's crazy to feel like that. You know, just the spiritual feeling is great. Like, religion's great. Thinking that there's something higher than yourself, that's just the coolest thing to think about to me. I mean, even if, you know, some people are like, uh, the Bible's fake. You know, like, it's even if it is, it's like a damn good story. Like, you know, the Bible's it's crazy. I've read it quite a few times with my mom, so. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not if the, like, the Bible, like, has been rewritten and stuff, but, yeah. like, it's been around for 2,000 fucking years. <laughs> That's like, not fucking to, cool. Like, like, there's... I would love to see... I would love to see the whole Bible. I would love to see all of the... Uh, all of the Dead Sea Scrolls included in it. I would love to see every... I would love to see it pre-King James. I would yes. love to see what he changed. Like, a lot of the stuff in the Bible, to me, just doesn't seem like... The kind of stuff that a loving God would do. Exactly, like the morally thing. Yeah, the right like thing to do. hell has just literally never made sense to me. <laughs> Heaven, I don't super believe. I don't. Oh, not super. I don't really believe in an afterlife. Uh, I don't say. I would say that doesn't not make me spiritual. I I would consider myself someone who like kind of thinks a thinks more about like bigger things going on. Uh, but I don't think that that like intrinsically means that there's an afterlife um i don't think that afterlife meet like is necessary for there to have a meaning yeah but uh like hell especially just always just really like what the why like <laughs> why why would that exist i don't understand it's crazy human beings are like we live for like 70 years <laughs> uh in the what how long has the universe been around fucking billions trillions of i don't know (laughs) a super long fucking time and we're gonna judge a human being in 70 years like i like you said that people say you're brainwashed like i would say the thing to say to them is like anything you think is just an idea that someone else gave you exactly that's all ideas are that's all ideas can be like every thought that you have like came from someone else yeah like ideas spread like viruses yeah so don't let anyone fucking tell you that you're brainwashed <laughs> for having for having a different opinion why if you don't mind me asking like do you have any like experiences like do you have any like like religious thing not religious but like spiritual things that have happened to you like that you'd want to talk about like i know that that's a really personal question <laughs> no, like, no, any, like, as far as like religiously and spiritually like what makes you think that uh what makes you think that there is a higher power? 
I think there's a higher power only because like when I've discussed it like with my mom and stuff and not only my mother but like my father my siblings you know I have a bunch of siblings and uh, all my siblings are like super Christian you know very religious you know I guess I'm like the black sheep of the family I'm like very different from everyone else and uh, as far as it goes I guess whenever we were younger and we would always just have like uh, we never really went to church so much as we did we would just sit in my home and we would all read the bible mm-hmm. and talk and I mean that's just, church that's... absolutely and with six siblings you know you're like yeah. you're sitting there and you're just like discussing and talking and you know getting a chance to really see inside of each other and it's crazy from my point of view as someone who's not as religiously spiritual as they are to see the way they acted and to see how much it truly changed them inside mm-hmm. from their perspective like them sitting there being like God has changed who I am as a person has like completely opened me up to this new life has given me all these opportunities when I'm over here and I'm like that's fucking you like you gave yourself those opportunities you did this like you did that for yourself and they're like but God helped me with everything so it's kind of like you know just I think that it's really cool though like yeah. I totally them a thousand percent agree yeah. with you when I see people like I kind of, I think it's charming in a sense, like, that they're, like, downplaying their own role and, like, their successes. And I get that, I think that maybe there's something to be said for staying humble about it and being, like, well, fucking, it doesn't matter if I did it. I'm going (laughs) to say that it wasn't me because, like, in a sense, like, no one really does anything by themselves. Like, everyone gets, like, if you drive on a road, like, the gut, like, everyone in the world, or everyone in the world everyone in the country helped you get to work today that's you know? true like everything you do is like a culmination of like a lot of people's like efforts so i think that there might be something to that yeah absolutely you know and just like seeing people who think like that who think that way and they're like you know there's something higher than me that's helping me in my life helping mm. me get to what i need to do and seeing how like emotionally emotionally like just crazy they sound like it's not like in a bad way at all it's so cool to just see them open themselves up and think that there's something so much higher than them so much more than them and like this person died for them so they feel like they have to spend their whole life reciprocating for that you know and that's just so crazy that's a wild feeling i don't understand it i think it's cool think it's cool i have no idea like what that's like like uh I remember going to church like as a kid and being like, I always really agree with Christians when, when they talk, like <laughs> I agree with like Jesus. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You should be nice to people. Like God is love, love people. Like, yeah, just money's bad. Like, like, yeah, I agree <laughs> with all of that. And then they like leave church and I'm just like, wait, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, I think that maybe a problem that, like, maybe I don't want to say people like us because I don't know how you feel, but like, <laughs> like, semi religious people will put it, like, spiritual people, like, not really tied down to anything. Uh, I think that we all have, like, this perspective, like, since we're not super tied to, like, one set of ideas in, like, a set of walls yeah. dedicated to something it's not as easy for us to leave it there. Like, since we all have our own beliefs, like we have to think about them and like process them and like really like think about what's going on. So that's just something you have to take with you. Like you can't, you don't get to, we don't get to have church and like, I mean, this is kind of church. This is like sit around and in circle talking about feelings and stuff. Um, And I don't know. 
I liked going to church. I thought church was, for the most part, really cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, have you ever been to a Pentecostal church? Oh, no, I have not. Yeah, Crazy. <laughs> uh. yeah I've been to, seen some stuff. But uh, as far as, like, church goes, yeah, it's... I used to go to church a lot. I, like, recently, uh, with a few friends of mine, not too long ago, went to Life Church for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really different. I don't know, like, the singing and stuff. You know, they're up there, and they base it so much around, like, you know, let's let's get everyone singing about God, and that's half the service. And then the other half is, like, us talking about a scripture for, like, 20 minutes. Like, I don't know, some people are into it, and I think that's dope. Some people look at the... <laughs> Hunter's like, no, no. <laughs> I have a sin to confess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, one time, my senior year, me and a friend that will rename nameless woke up like hungover, and we were super broke and really hungry. <laughs> oh no! So we went to Life Church for coffee and donuts. And it totally panned out. Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, I swear to God. Uh, (laughs) And we, like, sat through (laughs) some of the, some of the sermon, or I don't know exactly what it's called. I think sermon. Uh, And then left. I've always felt really bad about it, but (laughs) this is my confession. This is my confession time. That's smart. They make so much money. Yeah, yeah. Just 10% of everyone that goes to Life Church, how much is that? How much do donuts cost? Fucking like a oh, dollar for twenty-four, like. Dude, my friends from Wisconsin and Wicked World. Then when they got here, we were all eating at this restaurant, and uh, it was like the morning after they spent the night here, and like they played their show and stuff. They were like, "Yeah, like coming through Oklahoma, you guys have so many like super mega churches. They just have lights, and they're like, he's like, it's so crazy." And I was like, "It's weird. I know, isn't it? Oklahoma is so weird about that. It's like." The church I went to, like, growing up, uh, like, pre-teenage years, uh, was this church, like, out off Memorial, so, like, Edmond, Deer Creeky area. And, like, I remember one time when I was, like, going, because I, even after I, like, quit believing in God, I, like, kept doing vacation Bible school because I kind of thought it was, like, still, like, a cool thing to do. Like, hang out with some kids, like, put some good ideas in their head or whatever. Uh, and I showed up and they had built this entire like new like youth wing. Uh, it was huge and it had like flat screens and Xbox One or I don't think Xbox One's right. Like Xbox 360s and PS3s and the whole feel of it was just like, are you just like buying all this stuff to get kids to come hang out at church? And just, <laughs> that's like, Yeah. That's just a weird way to go about getting kids getting people to be spiritual it just just seems very obvious that a lot of churches are set up to make and spend money straight up also they're greedy yeah like straight up far be it for me to like judge someone else's faith since i have none but (laughs) like i just think it seems really sketchy that (laughs) i'm just gonna build this like we're gonna talk for two hours like twice a week about a guy who gave up all his belongings and hung out with prostitutes and like lepers uh, and he like fed the poor and shit. And then we're going to take all this like 10%, everyone, everyone's tithing 10%. And then we're going to build a big second building. A bigger church. Uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to turn church. this 
church that's too fucking big already <laughs> into a bigger church. We're going to give their kids a mini church. With, it's going to look like a high school campus. It does look like... It looks like... No, it, it definitely looks like a big gaudy church on the inside. There's like a waterfall inside. Oh. I swear to God. Oh. And you can go... It's actually really cool because you can go downstairs. <laughs> like the floor, cool. the lobby floor uh, is the second floor. So you come out and you see this waterfall and it's falling past you. It's going down. And then you go down to the bottom floor and that's where it's like falling into and it's like dark and like oh it's actually really cool it's a cool like it's a cool church but it's like a cool church. i wouldn't mind the building being used for like something else like yeah. <laughs> or like if they're i'm sure that they've got money set aside if they could i'm sure they do stuff for the poor but yeah I would, it just obviously is not enough. There's still homeless people and poor people and starving people. So exactly. it's obvious. I mean, I'm an asshole. Like, what do I know? But <laughs> I get worked up over, over churches. I, I really like admire religion. And I think it's like a good attempt. I think it is. I think not enough people follow through. Just be nice to people. It's so easy to just be exactly. nice to people. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. No, it's called having morals, dude. You wrote like, down religion on my paper. Oh, I, I did. Like, I knew oh, it would be a good conversation starter. That's why I wrote it down. I no, was like, it, yeah. yeah, it gets me going. I want to make my show like semi about religion, but then I don't want to put it on like, put it in this weird category and like everyone has to come all defensive and stuff. Like, I want to talk to anyone about what they believe. If someone's like really, really Christian, like that's totally cool. Like, and I want to, talk about it because yeah. I don't have any negative feelings coming at it so absolutely so I feel like they can't get really mad at me for anything I say <laughs> well I mean they can <laughs> yeah but I hope they wouldn't yeah that would, that would be bad but I just ranted for forever I'm sorry I asked no, you if you good. had any like if you had any experiences that kind of led you into religion oh no mostly like i said just my family like seeing how involved they got spiritually with religion how much it really touched them i guess mm -hmm. that was my like spiritual experience not personally i suppose yeah. but like seeing them and the way that they reacted really like opened my eyes to a lot of things and it spiritually did open my eyes to a lot of things so i don't know just seeing things from a different point of view i guess <laughs> that's always been me have you ever like is that I've, I'm sorry that I haven't listened to Casket. Is that something that uh, you write about ever? Do you ever, like, <laughs> or is it more, like, uh, like, I mean, there's there's a line in, like, one of our songs, and it's called Doghouse Slum, and it's, like, vaccinations, crucifixions, eyes painted black, and it's just talking about how blind we are to a religion around us, like, you know, like, all these people, like, saying, oh, you know, God's gonna heal us, it's like vaccinations, you know, you get God mm -hmm. once he's in your body, you're healed, I mean, but it's not necessarily like that, you know, I mean, like, he, he was crucified, and uh, he was crucified for your sins, you know, that's what everyone says. And if they believe like that, you know, that's how they believe. But some people don't believe that he heals your body and they believe that you're blind to the things around you. Your eyes are just tinted with black because you can't see any of the light around you, you know? So it's like, uh, I don't know. That's probably the only song where I really even make a reference because I don't really want to offend anyone. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I don't really give a fuck if I offend anyone. That yeah. sounds really bad, but you shouldn't I really don't. You should offend people for having your own opinion, and opinion on, yeah. on everything. Like... 
that like but that is like the one thing that everyone like, is allowed to have just the craziest ideas about yeah and no i'm a, a fucking clue i'm gonna be like that person but like gosh everyone's like been getting so politically correct to the point where they judge you literally for anything you say like even in song lyrics and to me to a point like i understand if they're racist I understand getting upset about that. I understand if, you know, they're geared towards bigotry, like misunderstanding, like horrible things like that. I understand why people would get offended. But, you know, just because you have a different opinion than someone else, it's like they push you down so far. And they, like, make you seem like you're the bad person. Mm -hmm. And the only time that I think that is okay is when something is, is really being done wrong. You know, so if someone wants to talk about their emotional distress, I don't I don't feel as though anyone should have a right to step in and be like, you can't talk about this. Yeah, it's because like because I art. haven't gone through that or because I haven't. It was different. Yeah, because like an art, an art form is you expressing your own uh, your own story, you explaining what, what makes you you. So for someone to come in and tell you, like, you can't do this because it's not the it's not the line we're going with right now. Like, I agree. Like, uh, I love, I hate that I love it, but I always, like, am scrolling down. Like, when people are getting dragged for being, like, shitty. Yeah. Don't be shitty. There's no point. Just be nice to people. Exactly. I don't understand it. Things work so much better when you're exactly. just nice to people. But That's what I try like, my hardest so to So I love watching people get dragged, but, uh, <laughs> like, it does freak me out, like, putting out a podcast or, like, even, like, being in a band, like, I would... Uh, I mean, and I had like in some of my old stuff, like I read it now and I'm like, hmm, like maybe I shouldn't have written like that. Like, that's not exactly like the coolest thing to put on there. Uh, so, but I definitely feel you. I think that it's, it's shitty to tell people what they can and can't express about their own life. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, like I said, hardcore music is something to just release what you need to get out there and it shouldn't it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you that's what it's all about is putting out music for yourself you're not putting it out for anyone else you're putting it out for things that are inside of you that you want to release that you want to get out so it's like you know you can't really have that that perspective in your mind of oh what if someone doesn't like this you have to be like oh it doesn't it doesn't really matter you know mm -hmm. i'm sorry i was like, no you're solid just checking the time i don't want to go didn't want to go over uh Uh, did you want to take a short break? I kind of need to use the bathroom. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. You guys could probably hear towards the end of that, like, Jessica came and was super gracious about doing my show, even though she was starting to get really, really sick. Uh, so we took that break, and we came back, and... Uh, her voice was starting to really shut down and she was starting to get a headache. So we decided to call it, but I'm definitely going to have her back because I like the way she fucking thinks. And uh, you should definitely go check out Martial Law as per her request. And you should definitely also go check out Casket. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll have more from uh, the show soon. And we'll have her and Hunter back on. Have some good talks. Uh, you guys have a good day. I've never ended a show like this, so I'm doing whatever. Uh, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex at the space bar.